Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way. It's episode number 36. I'm Lindsay. I'm Trina. And I'm Jess. All right. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the draft that was just in Nashville and fun facts about that. Also, creating your summer bucket list and what moms really want for Mother's Day now that I am one. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Hair flipping all. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. First, what's in our cup, Jess? Um, it is Jinskua. Close. <laughs> I really don't think that's quite accurate. Try, so. try again. Jinskua. Rose crew. But again, what what does the bottle say? <laughs> that's what it says. That's what it says? Yeah, Janesqua. Janes, Janesqua. I feel like you're trying to say a different language. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> what are the letters? J-N-S-Q. Okay. I'm going to have you read the little tag it came okay. with. Well, it's in a real beautiful bottle. So that's why I'm saying all kinds of ways. Because it has to be said. And I'm sure that's what it is. <clears throat> okay. Balanced, refreshing, and fabulous. This rosé is California-born with a French accent. Well, there's no accent mark. Inside every collectible bottle, you'll find attitude, style, and a certain je ne sais quoi. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, just uh, so uh, to defend you, I read the bottle and thought the same thing. Like, it's... Like trying to speak that, I was like, "There's, I don't know how to pronounce this." Yeah. Producer Marshall and Lindsay immediately were like, "Je ne sais quoi." Okay. <laughs> like, and instantly. Well, I have to finish reading this chat because it it's kind of funny. Okay. So the je ne sais quoi that's hard to define and impossible to resist. <laughs> kind of like you. Mm. Mm. Um. Well, I'm glad you were with me there, Trina, because I just immediately thought it was some weird. Genesqua. <laughs> Genesqua. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful, beautiful bottle and the topper on it. Do you want to describe that, Lindsay? Yeah, so it is actually like a little glass cork with a white pearlized flower. It looks like a it. rose. Yeah, I think it is a rose. And it's in a different shaped bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be posting a picture on our social media if you want to check that out. It is a collector's edition. Mm-hmm. And I could not resist. Now, where did you find it at? So this is at Fresh Market in Brentwood, Tennessee. But I am sure that you can find uh, this brand in most of your local uh, liquor stores or specialty markets. Um, I'm not sure about the collector's bottle, but at least the brand you can. Qua or... The acronym JNSQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, so I have a, um, a couple little tidbits about rosé. Oh, so okay. as we have learned on some past episodes, rosé is a blend of white and red wines. Mm-hmm. And when you get a rosé, you really want to get a dry rosé. And for those of you who do not know, dry equals not sweet. So if you want a any type of wine, champagne, that is not sweet get it dry so there you go um also with rosé you want 
the fresher the better so a lot of times when you drink your wine you want to find like the oldest bottle of wine like especially red wines they get better with age not rosé you want to try to get it as close to the year as possible because it's going to be the freshest and rosé pairs great with barbecue with barbecue with barbecue really oh yeah I, I would not have thought this, especially this, like, beautiful bottle. I would have thought this would be, like, some girls, like, evening, like, I don't know, like, garden party type of cocktail night. That, too. But supposedly the flavors will pair well with, you know, that pork and the barbecue sauces and all that good stuff. Oh, so maybe, like, some little barbecue sliders with this. Yeah. Yeah. With the pickle. Well, what do you think when you try it? Well, it's actually really pretty good. I'm not much... I, I can, like... I'm not always a rosé person, Mm -hmm. uh, but this is actually pretty good. Yeah. We're kind of breaking from the norm, Uh, you know, drinking rosé. It's not sparkling rosé, but it it is, it's, you know, a fun bottle. It is a fun bottle. I like the the slight change up in it just to try something a little bit different. It is a good, um, sweet, but not too sweet Mm rosé. This is actually drinkable. Like you can drink a lot of this and it probably wouldn't get too over, like overly sweet. Do you taste the attitude? Um, let me uh, try again. I don't know. Right. L- let me let me go for the attitude. Mm. I am feeling sassier. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, yep, yep. There it is. There it is. <laughs> There's the attitude. attitude. Well, I mm. feel like this is a very good bottle to drink right now with the attitude because um, it's about to be May. May. It's going to be May. Yeah, she's yep. where I was going. <laughs> I was like, is this where we're going? Or we're doing yeah, this? Yeah, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> Anytime I get a chance to sing on this podcast, I'm going to take it. I know it. <laughs> it's going to be May. <laughs> I'm glad y'all knew where I was going with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Champagne shout outs. Do we have any for this episode? I have two. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Well, so my first one. Is going to go to Shandy, Logan, and Mary, because guys, they surprised me with my first sobrage <gasps> experience. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yes, yes. So we, oh we put this on our social media, and if you don't know what sobrage is, go back and listen to the first 34 episodes. And <laughs> <laughs> one of those episodes, we talk about it. So yes. explain what a sobrage is, since you are now the pro. Yes. So this is when you actually take off the top of a bottle of champagne with a sword. Oh my God. So like you open the bottle with it. It was amazing. There's like a certain technique to how you hold the bottle. Mm. You have to use a certain type of like cutting device. I mean, obviously a sword is what most people would use for this. I did learn you can do it with like even a butcher knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, there's just like a whole technique to it. it the person, uh, Shandy, who actually provided the sword has her own sword specifically for opening bottles of champagne. Well, I'm, well why do we not have this? I, I don't have $200 lying around to go buy one, but I, uh, you know what? I'm thinking that we need to invest in this yep. <laughs> because it's, it should be a, a I mean, tax write-off guys. It's a business expense. <laughs> Hi, um, chambers of commerce have those giant scissors to open new businesses. So clearly we need the sword for a sabrage. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. She, uh, taught me how, exactly how to do it. And, um, so it's all on video cause they surprised me with it. Like I said, at our one year anniversary for the work. And, um, 
so <laughs> I was up there and I'm, 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 I have I think 10 different angles of me on camera doing this um, and you can tell like the confusion on my face at first when I'm like trying to get the bottle top off <laughs> um, and it took me like three tries but I think that's because the first like two I was just like afraid of like what's gonna happen um, and then the third time it's like you know you have to have good leverage on the bottle it was amazing and anyways we're gonna have you guys do it sometime soon <gasps> yeah so I've talked to Shandy about it and she's going to pick a time for us and we're gonna y'all are gonna get to learn how to open it with a sword and we're gonna take turns doing the surprise and then we're gonna talk to her about it <gasps> so yeah, yeah you guys look forward to that on to one of our future episodes we've still got to set the date for it but we're gonna videotape this it's gonna be amazing and i'm excited for you guys to experience this because it is amazing i even actually have the cork with the glass still around it Ooh. because it cuts it off in such a clean swipe that you actually the you still have the the glass is still around the cork because it never got popped like it's crazy so since you had a sword did you get to cut off any appendages of anyone no <laughs> i didn't even think of doing that <laughs> someone did actually a little thing that you wouldn't uh think about uh, it has to be like a, a blunt edge it's not necessarily supposed to be super sharp but is the end pointy it is still pointy you can yes. just point them with the sticky end it was a very long sword too well that's an important life skill i think so i think so so yeah all right so my second not drink about it wow i'm like trying to skip ahead guys my second champagne, uh, shout, champagne out. shout out is to us oh oh you want to know why yeah yeah we predicted the future <gasps> we did yes okay so last year in episode 10 which everyone should go back and listen to uh we were talking about cinco de mayo and Lindsay's birthday which was coming up mm -hmm. and because, of course, she's born on the celebration day of Cinco de Mayo. Of course. So, um, we in that episode, we were talking about Lindsay and how, you know, it might get old, you know, drinking margaritas for your birthday every year because she's more of a champagne drinker. Mm -hmm. And we said in that episode, wow, someone really needs to invent the champagne margarita. <gasps> yep. Oh my god yeah. we did it we, we did. predicted the future and then like we didn't even remember it <laughs> yeah we went back to like research and like make sure like when we're talking about sneak and mile this year well, that we in our defense we usually get pretty wasted yeah we have drank a lot since then but yeah i've had two bottles of champagne since may 4th when our last episode was released or that episode only two yeah only two yeah ish and may 4th that hasn't happened yet no may 4th of last year oh, was like when we released year. that episode <laughs> i was like wait a minute <laughs> i'm confused um yeah but still how exciting is that that we kind of predicted uh that we were gonna invent the champagne margarita and then we kind of invented the champagne margarita and it was amazing oh, it was inevitable so, it was inevitable mm -hmm. so guys sink and is coming up and if you haven't uh gone and tried that recipe from the bubbly bracket you should go do that because the champagne margarita exists now yes and it's amazing and you should just make yourself a big old picture of it for Cinco de Mayo I'm you're sure welcome. yes you're welcome I'm sure we'll post it again leading up to yep. Cinco de Mayo because you guys should try it absolutely I'm sure we'll be making a bunch of them for Lindsay's birthday this year yes yeah. uh oh uh oh champagne margarita in my mouth Alrighty. so the draft so the draft, and we're talking about the NFL draft, in case you're not sure. <laughs> That's football. Yeah, and it's where uh, potential players get to pick out their costumes. Nope. 
Yes. <laughs> they get nope. their shirts. Um, well, they do well, get a shirt. So they do. Yeah, actually, she's kind of right. Well, she's kind of right. They do pick out their costumes <laughs> or, you know, uniforms. Um, I mean, costumes sounds way better. Okay. Well, um, in case uh, listeners and everyone is not aware, Nashville got to host the 2019 NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge deal huge huge they've been working on this like construction wise in downtown nashville for like a month now at least yeah they've been shutting down streets uh for a long while it feels like um and they basically shut off broadway which is our our kind of honky-tonk district to um vehicle traffic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it was a big old party uh let me just say up front that we broke the nfl draft record because of course we did of course we did because we know how to throw a party and over three days we had over six hundred thousand people yeah i know they had expected only like 350 or so do you guys want to know what the previous record was What? what that was philadelphia in 2017 um, and they only had uh, about 250,000 over three kidding? days. <laughs> wow. So, so we almost tripled that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Way to go, Nashville. Yeah. And if you haven't seen pictures, like it looked crazy. People were back to back to back to back to back. And Jess, I know you went. I did go. So um, I wasn't really sure about going downtown actually my fiance will and i were not at all sure at first we were like we're not going to that like are you kidding me and we're we're big sports fans right um but we were just not we were like and and we were like in the in the midst of this when the preds here in 2017 had the stanley cup final we were like downtown in the in the heart of that um but we were just not really sure about this but we were like you know what this is going to be like kind of a maybe once in a lifetime experience it's the first time it's happening let's do it um i work not that far from downtown within walking distance like i can walk to broadway from my office so um will was like you know what i'm just gonna uber and the draft started on a thursday that was Mm -hmm. when the first two rounds were he's like i'm just gonna meet you at your office and we'd kind of gotten you know just more into it as we thought about it and we're like and he found out some friends from his hometown were going to be there and oh fine yeah so we're like let's do it so he met me at a lift dropped him off at my office and we just walked straight down third avenue to broadway and it was packed mm. um, how long did it take you to get to broadway i feel like there's like a certain point where you usually hit a wall of people mm-hmm. and you can't get any farther it, it actually wasn't that bad um now you couldn't take any purses or anything in there unless it was a clear bag it followed nfl policy mm-hmm. oh that's good it, it did there were no you didn't have to go through any metal detectors uh to go into broadway but you you know so i just had like my um id and my debit card and my phone so that's something good to take note of like any nfl event is probably yes. going to follow stadium rules exactly because usually i, I wouldn't have even thought about that no. i would have thought just like the stadium is the only place you have to have to clear bags no um but i was worried about safety concerns when you get that many people in an uh, area of course i was worried too because they didn't they had metal detectors on the other side where the across the river where the stadium was um like the fan experience but not 
not there. No, um, I heard there were snipers everywhere. There were. There were snipers on top of buildings. Um, there were security boats on the river. Um, it was crazy security. I mean, everywhere. But like, you never, I never felt unsafe when I was down there. That's good. Oh, see, that's good. That's pretty amazing. I did not know they had all of that. That probably would have changed oh, my thoughts on like going yeah. down there a little bit if yeah. I'd known about it. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was everywhere. Um, but it was, it was a great time. I mean, there were drink stands everywhere. Um, the all the honky tonks and the bars. Now some of them were closed for private events, but there were a bunch of them you could still go in and out of. Um, I mean, it was it was great. Um, and just I think this is a fun little fact in case you guys didn't know. Um, Nashville is actually the whole reason that the draft is taking place in different cities in the first place. What? Why? How, how what? is that? I mean, Nashville just being Nashville. So the the NFL draft actually has taken place in New York for over half a century. Um, and in 2011, the whole like Nashville Tourism Board and the Titans went to New York and were like, hey, we think you should hold a draft here. And the NFL was like, yeah, okay. Like, mm, mm. And they were like, well, I mean, you know, just think about it. But like, we think you should take the draft out of New York. Just, you know. And then if I was like, okay, maybe sure. Um, and the NFL, a year later, took the draft out of New York. Wow. They went to Chicago, Philadelphia, Chicago, and then they went to Dallas. And they, Nashville put in a bid. And they were they were looking at bigger cities. But Nashville was like, well, we're, we're growing. And they were like, yeah, you are growing. You're, you're a finalist for 2019 or 2020. And then in 2018... You'll like this, Lindsay. It oh. involves costumes. Yay, costumes! It involves costumes. Um, the Titans, our, our pro NFL team, um, did a big new uniform reveal downtown. Um, and we brought in 20,000 fans. Uh, Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. Uh, but they played downtown, and we revealed the new uniforms. And the NFL was like, oh, whoa, Nashville, you brought in 20,000 people just to show off some new uniforms. Oh, we like you. All right, you get the 2019 draft. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's good thing they took notice of that because, I mean, Nashville Nashville doesn't need a reason to party. But no. if you give us a reason to party, we're we'll, going to show gonna up for party. it. So, <laughs> so is it safe to say like we would be a contender again soon? Yeah, I'd say so. Hmm. Um, and there was lots of music involved. Tim McGraw was involved from the start. He was on the like draft committee board and he played. Yeah. Um, yeah. I figured, you know, when I saw him on the lineup, I just assumed that makes sense because he's also one of the people who's done like the theme song for like Monday Night Football before. Uh, exactly. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know about the other performers who performed, if they had any ties to that, but I thought that was kind of neat that they actually used him as one of the performers because of that. He I would, loved he how fashion yeah. started at all. Well, I mean, I thought you'd be interested kind of in that, you know. So technically you were right. Like yeah. fashion. And, you were right. You know, they pick out their uniforms. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a great big like music party. Um, yeah, it was it was so much fun. Um, was it like so crowded you couldn't have fun? Oh no no no! Okay. Like now I don't know you know closer to the stage. So they built that huge. So they built a huge stage where the commissioner and like the draft picks would go and get their uniform slash costume. Yeah. Um, but in the Shermerhorn Symphony Center, which is a couple blocks away, that's where, like, the GMs and everybody were actually, like, deciding, like, okay, we're going to take him. No, we're going to trade our draft pick or whatever. Oh, wow. Did yeah. you go in there? 
No, no, no. Oh, okay. So that was that probably was, closed off to like the yes, public. Exactly. But that's kind of neat to know that they were like in their own little separate area and like deciding this stuff. Right. And so like that was just, it was very kind of a different setup. So it's like Party Central on Broadway. The GMs were doing the biz in the Symphony Center. And then across the river um, in the actual Titan Stadium was where you could do like um, all kinds of like drills and stuff. You could um, see all these diamond encrusted um uh, helmets and everything you could see all kinds of team memorabilia you could take pictures with the cheerleaders That's yeah and cool. right on the river close to the stage was they had built this huge like green room for all yeah. the draftees and yeah. their families to sit in so they would be close if they need to usher them onto the stage mm-hmm. yeah that was a massive tinted yes. area yeah. it's like they built a whole building on first avenue like within yeah. two weeks yeah, yeah, they did because, but like that's just like Nashville knowing how to do like the CMA Fest and yeah. mm-hmm. knowing how to throw events and everything. Well, that and also that's the NFL with their like endless pockets. <laughs> like they yes. have so much money. Um, I mean, and they, they, that's good because they can invest into doing these events the right way. Like again, that investing into security, investing into the staging and the rigging, like they can make it a spectacle and do it the right way, the safe way. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So it was, it was, I had a blast. I'm glad I went and experienced it. And, um, it was great. Hmm. Now I don't think we can end the draft talk without talking about the craziness of the bachelorette okay. versus the draft. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, somebody, some group of people in Nashville were not too happy about the draft. Let us say this first. Nashville is like bachelorette central. True. Uh-huh. There's like a 1 million bachelorette parties every weekend, like coming and going crazy on Broadway. I mean, they book these things. Like I think before they plan their weddings. Yeah, they, yeah. they do. <laughs> they are like, honing in on Nashville I think we rival Vegas and New Orleans oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so um there are two in particular a bride and her bridesmaid who made national news (laughs) oh my gosh I saw this article and this uh the story online it's so hilarious it's so funny well I just I found out their names Mm -hmm. are you ready I'm ready yes Kara and Cindy I feel like that's just yeah that's fitting and um, my favorite quote, because they got interviewed, they they really bless I, bless their hearts. If ever there was a bless their heart, it's these ladies. Oh. Um, <laughs> that means F you in Southern. <laughs> it, it, yeah. For those of you who do not speak Southern. That even got producer Marshall giggling. <laughs> um, it's funny because it's true. Seriously, y'all, if you, if you haven't seen this, just Google draft and uh, Nashville and Bachelorette and you'll get this. But my favorite is Cindy the Bridesmaid said, the per- and I quote, the person who's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the entire season. I'm talking no Super Bowl. Nope. Because you get married once. How often does the draft happen? Every year. Uh-huh. She was the sassiest and just crude in so many ways. I have a feeling that she's probably not going to get married only once. Yeah. yeah. Well, that so this was like the bridesmaid or maid of honor, not the bride. Oh. The, the, like, the bride was, was really funny, too, though. The bride was really funny and sassy, too. But that bridesmaid was like all up in the camera like, this is not OK. And this is just ruining this for her. They interviewed so many other like bachelorette parties who were all just kind of like, well, it happened. But we're just moving the party to Midtown. Yeah. Like, 
they were kind of disappointed but at the same time they were just like whatever we already paid for the trip we're still gonna enjoy it yeah there's 84 other places to go besides downtown or go downtown and all those available men will buy you drinks well, and that's the thing she specifically was like i don't want to be around all these these football fans and she said it was such <laughs> disgust like the first thought in my mind was why not they're all drunk and happy they're going to yeah. buy you drinks like go embrace it you know that could have been a, a very fun bachelorette party experience if they just embraced it versus like fighting it and if you were a good bridesmaid you already booked all your brunch reservations and stuff ahead of time so you don't have to worry about the extra fans in yeah. town and if you're a good bridesmaid you do whatever it takes to make sure the bride has fun you yeah. don't be a Debbie Downer and bring her down. Right. Don't be- just itch about everything. You because know? <laughs> then that bridesmaid that got interviewed, I read later, she was like, my phone just keeps ringing and CNN and everybody wants to talk to me and I just don't understand. And I'm like, well, well <laughs> bless your heart, Bless Kara. your heart. You're exactly what the media wants to make this a spectacle. Pretty much. <laughs> Do we know where they're from? Uh, no. Well, oh, yes. Um, the bridesmaid was a journalist from Las Vegas. And I'm like, you're from Las Vegas. Uh, oh, she should have known. I think she was playing it up for the cameras then. Yeah. She probably knew that it would get her some camera time. My favorite is the draft is going to be in Las Vegas next year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that's a. Uh, I hope it going it's on year? their wedding weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the only thing that can make it better. <laughs> well, anyway, would y'all have gone? Well, I mean, w- if. Well, I mean, I went to the draft, but like, would you guys have gone for the music or like, is is this something that you'd be interested in if it came back another time? I think if it came back another time, I'd probably try to go down there and experience mm-hmm. it. This time, um, we were out of town for a part of it. Marshall's out of town for a part of it as well. Um, and the last day was when we would have been able to go down there. Mm-hmm. And by then I, I wasn't really feeling that great that day. Right. So we decided against it, which actually worked out because it started to sprinkle like right about the time that we were like, hey, let's go. Um, but if it weren't for that and honestly if we were if we were in town on i think it was friday night yeah i probably would have gone down there to see tim mcgraw because i I haven't seen him in concert like in years and that would have been awesome to see um the other performers were like uh, Dirk Bentley. I know performed. And Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley performed um, the first day. Moon uh, Moon Taxi opened mm-hmm. it up on Thursday. One of the other, uh, like they even had some smaller stages and one of the smaller stages of uh, Striking Matches played and they're one of my favorite groups. So, I mean, I would have tried to go down there probably if, I, if I'd known that the crowds weren't as bad as they looked in the pictures. So, because the, your, your um, actual description of it of being down there yeah was very different than what the pictures looked like the pictures yeah. looked like a sea of people that you can't even like move in and i've been downtown when that's happened before and it's miserable yeah. so like i'm kind of glad knowing that and firsthand account that it's not that bad i'd probably go next time so the draft for me sounds a thousand times better than going to a football game like i would have went for the party yeah and yeah i asked my husband i was like is because he watches the draft every year like he researches he's got his like pit like he's very into it so i was like oh are you gonna go and he's like no i'm gonna sit at home and watch it and if he would have said yeah i'm gonna go i would have totally went i would have totally been that drunk girl <laughs> i would have like probably wore a team's costume <laughs> 
um you know i have a titans jersey with some sparkles on it i could have thrown that puppy on mm-hmm. and yeah. went. i would have been great but you know of course he didn't want to go so i feel like if you're a person that like avidly watches it though like you it's, probably wouldn't yeah. want to be down there for it because of the fact that you wouldn't be able to probably hear and see as much as you can no. on tv like you're not seeing all the stats and you're not seeing the no. interviews and stuff like that so that could be i guess a little different like mm-hmm. if you're wanting to actually if you're invested into the draft like that and actually watch it every year, I could see how going to it might not be the greatest experience for you. Right. But if you just want to experience and be like, yeah. I went to the draft and I want to have fun, then I think I say yes, definitely. Yeah. For sure. So I have also come up with a couple little tidbits about football and the draft. Oh, oh all no, right. I'm curious about this. Me too. Okay. First of all, did you know they do not do a big draft selection for the NFL cheerleaders? No, no, but they should. They should. They that should. That would be cool, actually. Um, also, do you know how old, or do you know, yeah, how old the oldest NFL cheerleader is? No. Yes. Um, so, I'm assuming they might have restrictions on this, so maybe like, okay, producer Marshall says 42. I'm going to get, I was going to guess like 30. I was going to guess 35. 42, how did you know? Why are you following cheerleaders? Marshall, what team? I'm gonna guess Dallas Cowboys. Okay, because they've got famous cheerleaders. I'm gonna guess the Eagles. Producer Marshall. New York Jets. None of you were right. The Saints. Oh, I. uh, They do make them try out like every year, don't they? Like even the veteran cheerleaders. I think so. Okay, so let me ask you this. Props to that lady. (laughs) Yeah. Question. Okay. Who makes more a year, an NFL cheerleader or an NFL water boy? Probably the water boy. boy. By far. So a cheerleader will make $75 to $150 a game. Mm -hmm. But it's not a full-time job. Right. I know that. I knew it wasn't a full-time job. A water boy, on average, makes $53,000 a year. What? What? Oh, my God. Can I be a water boy? <laughs> Wait, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Is that is that literally just the person who runs out on the field and hands them their and squeezes the Gatorade bottle into their mouth? I, I mean, I guess they have to like fill the water and go refill it with their spe- special like Gatorade blend. I, 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 I guess. Okay. Also, I want to know: Are there any water girls out there? But still, yeah. also, I want to. I want to there's, be that. I know now. there's water girls in college sports. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm. 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 If I ever have like a, a son or a daughter, I'm gonna be like, no, no, you don't need to play football. You just need to be the water server. Yeah. And like, I mean, think about it. Like, saying. cheerleaders, they practice for hours a week. Like, it's a lot of work. They have to mm-hmm. be in great shape and eat certain food. Yeah. Audition for the roles. They have to. Uh, they have to be in these skinny outfits and be objectified they do all these promo things too like they get paid additional for that sorry but but i'm sorry go back did you really just say 70 to 100 75 to 150 dollars a game so who gets 75 and who gets 150 i guess it it depends on the team i'm sure probably depends on the team and then also maybe the um 
like if there's a team captain versus like the regular cheerleader cheerleading captain i guess um i'd imagine that plays into it now we had a sorority sister that was a titans cheerleader yeah, for yes, one year yes or maybe two years Co- but yeah yeah she was great and she's gorgeous and she did it we we, we need her on here we have questions yeah i was gonna say i know someone who's been like uh one of the preds like cheerleader girls before and same thing like i think they only get paid like so much it's not really by any means a full-time job but you have like a lot of commit time commitment to it looky here audience cheerleading is a sport and if you do not believe me then you've never been thrown up in a basket toss and bloodied someone's nose and had to put a tampon in there (laughs) i was never a cheerleader so i never had experienced that but i will say cheerleading is a sport i mean that that's if, if it wasn't necess- uh, necessity to like sporting games then they yeah. wouldn't have it so right. it obviously has something like that it brings something to the game so there should be a value on it and it, obviously that value needs to be more than 75 to 150 dollars where's the inflation for them <laughs> oh yeah God. if you were a cheerleader in like one of the bigger cities like that's nothing yeah i mean huh. Well, and I knew I knew a Titan cheerleader who went to my church growing up, and she was a Titan cheerleader and a teacher. Think about those salaries. Yeah, wow. that's just a lot. And they do have very specific rules for some teams. Like they're not allowed to date the players. Yeah, and it's very strict when it comes to that. And most of them like make you have another full time job, which being a mother, they say is full time, but but they make you like that can't be your only source of income obviously or you would be living in a tent on the side of the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's crazy anyway that's Lindsay's draft facts well i like those draft facts too yeah all righty the nice weather has come to town for now for now hopefully I mean, it lasts like chicago just had snow <laughs> yeah, yeah which is crazy because we were just there and it well, wasn't we just that had bad dogwood winter so i think we're done what is dogwood winter so when the dogwood trees start to bloom yeah there's usually oh. a like a cold spell and then that's it like, well do we have blackberry winter already oh i don't know it I might be a blackberry winter i feel time. like y'all are making things up no, no we're not it's the south trina it's science and okay. it's the science of the south okay well just saying summer's right around the corner guys okay <laughs> and you know what that means <gasps> what it is time to start working on our summer bucket list <gasps> hey. now the reason we need a summer bucket list is so that you don't get to the end of summer and like all of a sudden you're like man it's over i've missed out on all the things i wanted to do Mm -hmm. like yeah Yeah, i feel like that happens that happens all the time like i hate getting to the end of summer and thinking man like i didn't get anything done like Mm -hmm. all of the things i wanted to do just didn't happen but i also really that that sometimes means i didn't put the effort into making those things happen so i know we talked about this last year about summer summer bucket list and and the the reason well actually i think last year we mostly just talked about what our summer bucket lists were but yeah and i don't know if we even achieved any of it because we, we didn't, we didn't accomplish, right we did not accomplish some of the things that we set in our summer bu- bucket list both for the podcast and i know personally because i've already been like oh yeah i want to do that thing that i didn't do last year mm-hmm. so that's where we need to start this time like we need to start making our lists mm-hmm. and thinking like creatively about what do we want to do this summer and and how we have to plan for it right yeah how to plan for it how to come up with some really fun things to do around town so how do we start that how do you start researching what to put on your summer bucket list okay so first of all figure out what you really like 
Yes. So if you like drinking, okay, how do you want to incorporate that into your summer bucket list? Okay. I'm thinking like some sort of like wine festival where you go and it's outdoors and you get to sip all the different wines and have like drink tickets and maybe there's like an orchestra in the background playing and you're wearing like a really black fitted dress with a high slit. You're being very specific. And fancy. <laughs> and fancy. You know. I'm thinking like similar to that but like you know more summery just, and outdoors and it's windy and beautiful. I was, it's I was windy there here. with you with the outdoor wine festival. Yeah. yeah. Now there are a lot of good drinking festivals that happen in different cities everywhere Mm -hmm. um i know here in nashville we can find information about any of the like upcoming drinking and social events on the nashville scene there's also a website now playing nashville so a good tip is to go to your local website or look up local websites in your city and see if there's any publications out there that have upcoming events we also have one called nashville guru that's just all social events in the different neighborhoods in Nashville. And follow them on Facebook because I actually have a whole bunch of stuff, I think, on my like event calendar coming up that I keep getting reminded of. Like, actually, the Rosé Festival. Yes, that's oh, yes. I keep getting reminded of. So, like, definitely... Uh, go to your whatever social media that you're on most of the time. We actually have a really cool event coming up in Nashville here where I think they're doing like a balloon and polo match. Like hot air balloon and polo match. What a combination. I know, right? Instead of horses, are they like in balloons and they're like I wish that would be so much lances. cooler. <laughs> Isn't that what polo is? Um, like the lancing? No, that's not. That's jousting. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what you're referring to as jousting. Sorry, I've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, no, it would be like they're on the horses and like uh, playing. What is it? Croquet? Kind of like that. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. That's what polo is. So, um, oh, and we're getting the Renaissance Festival. <gasps> oh yes, uh, that. Uh, okay, so that they do was, have jousting. That was on my list for like my overall Tennessee bucket list for so long Mm -hmm. and it took I I really think it took like nine years before of living here before I finally went and it was just because I just never committed to planning out those months because it's always in like the month of May and I for some reason I would just always be busy during that time frame and I would always think I have time to go and it'd be the last weekend of May and all of a sudden I'd be like oh my god it's gone so let me just tell you a little funny story about Mm -hmm. the tennessee renaissance festival okay so if you live in tennessee or you would like to travel here during the month of may it's every weekend even in even memorial day so i talked my husband into going we went with some friends and we're sitting to watch they have like plays and reenactments and all kinds of fun stuff and my husband decides to sit behind me during this play so an actor comes up in the play and it's improv and he grabs me and makes out with me <laughs> what? like okay he kisses me and you can tell he's been doing this all day because he has definite bo and ew. like maybe slips a tongue in or something ew and i'm like left there being like what the fork and he gets mad at me for that like i'm sorry sir you didn't sit next to me and like claim your property <laughs> you probably like look like you were just he was single female <laughs> wow so, like, it was my fault so if you go to the renaissance festival you could be assaulted <laughs> you could be assaulted for <laughs> absolutely. sure absolutely <laughs> but they also have turkey legs that make up for it uh-huh well, there you go then the castle that um you can go tour and everything mm-hmm. is actually the castle from taylor swift's uh video and jousting um and jousting. which video was that again the 
R- Romeo, um, whatever. Love story. Love story one. Yes. So, but so an event though like that mm-hmm. that happens over lots of weekends that could be good. So I can't remember if they have alcohol. So definitely check that. But right. this is why you should plan ahead. Because well, this that's is why you're planning ahead. So what you were saying, Trina, was that you you found out that you were busy or whatever all the end of May. So you need to look at your calendar, too, when you're planning yes. your bucket list. Yes. I, I think it's a, a good, well-rounded summer bucket list. It probably involve like, figure out one trip. If you're not going on a summer trip, like, far away or anything. Like, last year, I traveled a bunch. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's not really, like, in the budget to take any big, big trips. So... Right. You know, it'd be great to plan out like um, and research maybe a weekend trip where maybe it's a somewhere within a few hours driving distance or spending like a weekend doing uh, tourists in our own town kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, there's a lot of things to do in Nashville and a lot of things that we often put off because, you know, we're busy or it, it, because it's touristy, we don't necessarily invest into it. So that might be something to fun to put on the list if you're creating your list mm-hmm. and you can't take a vacation to go away why not spend a little bit of money and budget to do all the touristy things in your own town right so and look- that's a, that's another good thing to think about too with your summer bucket list is to to budget yes because you as much as you just want to like maybe throw all your money away on weekend brunches and stuff maybe you want to think about saving it and spending it like you're saying on the the tourist for a day or a weekend in your own town even if you can't go away for a road trip or something maybe you want to spend it on a nice new hotel or something like that Uh uh-huh there's also like uh, a saving for participating in some of these food and wine festivals Mm -hmm. those cost a little bit more money to attend and especially you know you don't want to go to something like that and then cheap out a little bit and not get to try everything you want to try right so saving up for that going to visit a museum in your city that you Mm -hmm. haven't been to before because those can be a little bit pricey sometimes Mm -hmm. and let's face it we're all uh, a little cheap when it comes to our own selves sometimes so and our own experiences yes so that's something that would be fun to like think about like how can you budget to spend time on yourself and you know explore your city um another great thing to do would be to get on pinterest because there's all sorts of like fun summer activities on pinterest where that you can do in your own backyard yeah we just put in a pool you put in a pool what Mm -hmm. wait a minute what what kind of pool i sent you a picture of it Oh, <laughs> the little kitty pool. Oh, <laughs> I just showed Jess. So oh. I got my daughter a pool. Well, sorry, we went we went a little radio silence there because we were all like, oh, we're going <laughs> over like immediately. You, were you more got a than pool. Welcome to you. Like, okay, so I would just like to say, like, um, I dragged oh, so cute our really fancy like lawn chairs out, and I was like dragging some other chairs out to our front porch because our our backyard is just not it's not straight mm. and jay's like we are the miss redneck family on the street <laughs> oh no i don't think so you got like a little kiddie pool in your driveway and some yeah. beach chairs i think that's fine mm-hmm. all right but i gotta ask though what happened to the unicorn peeing pool that i got your kid yeah, for her birthday? Yeah. we still have that but we start <laughs> slow we have to start slow and we need um because it's cool hot cool hot like we needed one that we could empty go like I, I was once just we thinking, blow that puppy up I'm thinking of Memorial Day. We might have like a celebratory, you know, breaking of the glass on the unicorn horn. Like, let's christen it. I was just thinking, I was like, are you saving it for yourself? I thought you got it for <laughs> me. So, well, I mean, I guess you could climb in the unicorn pool and she could have the other little kitty plastic pool. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I like it. So that's also like a fun thing to do is look up all of those little things on Pinterest that you can, you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember one year it's like I went through and pinned all of the outdoor yard games because I was like this summer I'm gonna do like a bunch of cookouts with all of my friends yeah. and we're gonna build giant Jenga and giant Foursquare and like or Connect Four and we're gonna be doing all of these fun outdoor games and like have all the fun summer hangs and make all of the summer punch frozen popsicles. For, I was about to say frozen alcoholic popsicles. <gasps> exactly. Frozen. Frozen. And, and, and you want to know what? Yes. I've done none of those things. So this year, it's like I'm actually trying to plan that out in advance. And because of all of my friends going on summer mm-hmm. vacations and doing things, it's really hard. It's always been daunting in the past to like pick a date, have everyone come over. But if we actually plan it out in advance, we can actually have like a 4th of July summer party or yeah you know something like that i always end up waiting to the last minute to enjoy and Mm -hmm. and set up like anything for those things so i think that's one of the things that's going to go on my bucket list this year is like actually planning out a really good summertime party for my friends that i haven't probably done since like college or shortly after college when let's face it we were all a little bit more social and a little bit more into pools (laughs) right right. exactly or the champagne olympics Oh, yes we, we, you know we're gonna do that this year we have to plan that out this year we did not do it last year we kept talking about it and we just never had time we were drunkards we were drunkards we were still new to this though so i think and we I had a year had a to baby. plan yeah you did have a baby a new yeah. baby so this year i think we need to actually plan that out she's 16 now it's fine oh, okay cool <laughs> they, did they grow that fast she learned how to say no oh has she said no to you a lot no she just shakes her head all cutesy Oh, oh it's that's still adorable. It's adorable. I'm like that'll like, get old fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think she uses it appropriately. Not yet, at least. Oh no, yeah, she doesn't yeah. know the context. Yeah. Mm. So, right. So what we're saying is, you just need to make a list of things you're interested in, like wine, alcohol festivals, or food festivals, or outdoor activities, and then you need to get out a calendar, and then you need to budget. Mm-hmm. And that that's, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah, and we're going to make some social media posts so you can share yours, because we want to hear them, because we, you know, if yours are better than ours, we're going to steal them and use them. Yes. Yeah. And we I'll, might even read some on a couple, you know, the episodes through the summer. Yeah. Well, We've still got to craft ours. And that's the great thing about a bucket list. You can always keep adding to it. And Absolutely. I, yeah. And I think we'll we'll check in in the next episode or so and see how we're doing with our podcast bucket list as a whole and our personal bucket list, too. Yes. Yeah. So Mother's Day is also coming up. Yep. And as we established last year, I'm a mother now. You sure are. You sure are. I feel more like a mother now than I did last year. I'm going to be honest. I feel like last year you were still in like new mom zombie phase. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So does that just are you saying like sometimes if it's if you have the child that close to Mother's Day, does that Mother's Day count or? Oh, it definitely counts. (laughs) I guess that's a dumb question. It definitely counts. You just had a baby. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it definitely counts. I I didn't because, you know, Rory was in the NICU and then trying to get used to the newborn. It kind of crept up on me and like you don't feel I feel like a mom. You just feel like some random person sending you home with this baby that you got to like try to keep alive. But now, you know, she's she's one going on 16. I'm definitely a mother. She's getting some sass. I don't know where that comes from. No, who now you can can tell now you can celebrate uh, that you're a mother. (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm like, I need all the forking gifts. Mm hmm. All right. So after last year. Yeah. Like, I know there was a little bit of a, you were a little mad at your husband for a little while there. He was a little late to the game with the the Mother's Day gift. Yeah. But um, now I'm sure that that's kind of like taught you a lot on like what moms really want. So 
What do you really want for Mother's Day? There's four things that every single mother wants, Uh but they probably won't tell you they want. Okay. Okay. And and this is gifts they would like from their significant or insignificant other. Can I? Or can okay. I, so from like spouses, not necessarily children. Correct. Oh, like, are, uh, are these all like physical items? Some. Okay. So it they don't necessarily want these from the kids because really, who buys it? It's it's the spouse or the significant other or the booty call or whatever baby daddy baby daddy yeah i mean whoever <laughs> it doesn't matter they still have to get you a gift so um so number one is like a romantic hotel room with eat that person oh okay an experience that's yes. nice yeah a little, like alone adult time so it's some alone adult time um you know throw in you know some little fun things if you want to grab some nipple clamps some butt plugs, <laughs> like, whatever like you know strokes your fancy so something t- something to um maybe take you a little bit away from motherhood the role of motherhood for the night i mean spice up your love life yeah spice yeah. it up and not i mean you can start you know slow with maybe some like bondage tape <laughs> uh-huh. oh my god <laughs> all right Champ- okay okay champagne but, and chocolates whatevs yeah okay. so no, a nice night away a nice night like away. as adults yeah that's nice okay um you know another thing that moms really want is to be left the fork alone yeah i've heard of that one now take mm-hmm. the children take the pets and get the hell out Got it. Or maybe send the mom to the hotel by themselves and give them a pamper day. That's fun, too. Uh, one or the other, she doesn't want to be anywhere around you or the people making her crazy. Okay, so you, you've got to be with them, but then you've also got to be away from them. No, it's one or the other. I think it depends on the situation. Oh. If you, if the person is in need of like a break, go give them a break. Yeah. If that means you're the only person who can watch the kids, go watch the kids. <laughs> Especially if you like just push a baby out of your vagina and then your husband gets you a hotel room and is like, uh-huh. I mean, you're like, get the fork away from me. Yeah, oh, I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure. I'm sure it mean, it's different timing for different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Okay. Okay. Uh, another option is a new vibrator. <laughs> I was not expecting huh. that. No. Nope. No. <laughs> Why exactly yeah, for that? Explanation. Um, I mean, because you need it. Well, okay. I, maybe I'm just talking about personal because, like, I'm in need of one. And I'd be like, just. Well, I just have a question. Okay. Do you just need an. Do you need a new one because you just had a baby and things have changed, or you do you just need a new one? <laughs> I just need a new one. Okay, and that's more of a personal request, I guess. Okay. The last one and most popular, I think, is that all mothers wish, hope, and pray for a sabra sword. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. All mothers should have a sabra sword. Yeah. Unless they're not mentally stable enough to, you know, hold it. But it's blunt. It's blunt. It's fine. It's blunt. (laughs) But still. Boy, can I just say that working and marketing where the majority of my clients are jewelry, all those clients sure are going to be disappointed to hear that mothers Mm -hmm. do not want cheap ass jewelry. I feel like (laughs) mothers should get some good looking jewelry throughout the year, like once a month when their husbands really fork it up. So Mother's Day, you should get a little something extra, extra. 
Well, that how many mom charms and mom rings and birthstone rings let's, and birthstone necklaces and birthstone. Let's hear a question. Does, <laughs> any, does anybody have? does anybody really want that? Does anybody really want that jewelry? I, no, well, like the birthstone mom charms, blah blah blah. I mean, I, I could see maybe when you're older, you know, you've gotten, you've had all the kids you're gonna have. Like maybe it's a nice little like, but that's the thing, it's a one-time memento. So yeah. don't let it be a cheap thing that you get. Like I don't know. If, if you're me, only gonna wear one uh, piece of jewelry like uh, that. Let me just let y'all know, Pandora is going down the drain. Really? Oh yes, and that's probably just because of what Trina just said. You know what? You give the gift that keeps on giving, and that's a vibrator. <laughs> I mean, I think on my list would be like I, I agree with you on the like vacation away yeah. or like the massage. Give, that's always great. The alone time, the pamper time, or like the I, I love the idea of like even just this, the parents getting away. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because then that's something that you both get on Mother's Day and maybe you both can do that on Father's Day too is like get a time away. If you have family that can watch the kids and you can have, take that as a break for yourselves, like that's kind of nice to honestly, it's a present in itself probably to not be just considered like everything about mom. You know, you're you're kind of like doing yeah. the mom job every single day and the father job every single day, you know, depending on the situation. So it's, it might be nice just to have that little breakaway. I mean, I will say over and over again, you've heard me, I would much more love an experience than an object. Amen. Whether that be a night away with my husband or an experience to ecstasy with my vibrator. (laughs) Either one will work. I want the experience. Yeah. So we know what's on Lindsay's list. (laughs) Well, but I do feel like that experience thing it really does I don't know if that's like our age range or something but I'm always more about the experience absolutely and so I feel like that goes without saying for like a gift yeah I, yeah yeah well now I mean as as your kids get older and things like that I, I know the gift thing kind of changes a little bit sure. I mean sure the mom still wants to like a day off but I do remember the times of like giving my mom like breakfast in bed or oh yeah let's take her out to brunch or that kind of stuff but that's um, like an experience too like when you're yeah. ki- when your kids provide you like breakfast in bed that's like a thing you don't have to get up and do or uh, yeah it's and like, I would like none of these from my daughter yeah <laughs> I was like, these are more spouse gifts. she can like put a footprint on a piece of paper and I'm going to be like, this is the best Mother's Day present ever. <laughs> I know my sister um, asked her kids just to clean her house. And actually, yeah. that was for her birthday. That wasn't for like Mother's Day, which I'm sure she'd still appreciate that for Mother's Day. Yeah. But they're older and therefore messier. And so her thing was like, I want you to legitimately clean up. Not me having to tell you to do your chores. I want you to just do them yeah. and that was kind of like her her thing was like don't get me anything just be good don't fight with each other clean the house that's that's the best gift in the world and i think she was that like later on in life they're gonna look back and be like man that would have been the easiest gift in the world that we did not give to her probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i remember my parents doing the same thing like years ago like can you just like not fight with your sisters today and clean the house that'd be wonderful yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe make us a meal and clean up after yourselves when you do that <laughs> All right, guys. So we actually pulled a lot of our mama listeners to see what they think the perfect Mother's Day gift is. Trina, what you got? So a couple of them said, you know, they just like a phone call. I think that's for like the the older parents. Like Mm -hmm. they just want to be remembered on Mother's Day and like hear from their kids. Um, For like the ones with younger kids, they said breakfast in bed, sleep, 
or baby duty break time or time to their cells. Mm. Um, and also a little bit of pedicure or uh, massage or facial like me time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my Mill said, you know, she just wants to spend time with her family. And my mom said she either wants a trip to Hawaii or a card showing that your children are thinking about you. Hmm. Well, mom, you will get one of those. Oh, (laughs) I wonder which one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and my sister said, you know, she likes potted plants. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) All right. So I want to make it super easy on you since you always say that I'm like your adoptive mother. Yeah. I want the trip to Hawaii. So I'm not going to give another option. Because <laughs> if I'm only getting one thing, I'm throwing it out at the, the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. Your your mom, was that your mom that said Hawaii yeah. or a card? Yeah. Boy, she really went from one extreme to the other. Right. Yeah. Uh, my friend Aaron said she just wants to sleep in in a day with no question directed towards me and my house spotless. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Abby said she wants a day to sleep, time at the spa, or a night out with the husband, whatever it is, away from the kids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I really think the big theme for Mother's Day is like these mamas want a break from their kids. It's a trend And there. a break from being mom. I get that. Yes. Momming is a hard job. Like everyone says it's a job. Like It is. So wow. I could see why on Mother's Day it'd be nice to like get a break. I'm just saying like think about this. On Secretary's Day or like Administrative Professionals Day, like those work type related days. Do you think that person wants to do more of their job or less of their job? Less. less. Think about it. Think Food about. for thought, guys. Well, there you have it, guys. If you want the best Mother's Day present, I would assume this would go for like Father's Day too. Like, maybe not the vibrator part, but if you get like a cock ring, they have the vibrating <laughs> ones. Or I'm oh sure, my. I'm sure they like sports stuff too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like maybe a new costume shirt with the number on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I bet they like that. One of those jersey costumes. Yeah. yeah. It'll be perfect. Like men love crap like that (laughs) all right trina what's our dear bubble submission for the week all righty dear bubbles i have a co-worker who is in his early 20s although we do work in the entertainment business i as a person in my mid-30s feel he spends way too much time focusing and posting on social media As I understand this is much more of a priority to millennials, I feel it shows a poor work ethic and often distracts him from helping when we're in a time-sensitive situation. Is this just a sign of the differences in age or something I should address with him as I am somewhat of a team leader? Signed, Mr. Bubbles versus the Millennial Entertainer. Hmm. (laughs) There's a lot to this one to unravel. So, if you can't bait them, join them. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the right Maybe thing. Maybe you need to up your selfie game. I mean, that could be it, Mr. Bubbles. You might just need to up your own selfie game. Don't give away those good captions. You know, beat them to the, beat them to the, the punch, you know? Just like get ahead of him and his... Maybe if he sees how ridiculous it is when you get competitive with him, like... He'll realize that, he, like, how stupid he looks. I don't I know. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. So now here is Tipsy Lindsay Lipsy's advice. Okay. 
And she says, you one up him. So, like, if you're working together and you have to get something done and he takes, like, a timeout to go do his social media, you take a double timeout and be like, hey, guy, can you get this? Like, I'm, I'm, like, doing my social media for my fans. And you make see how he feels. All right. Well, well, but what happens then if, like, nothing gets done? Oh, then I guess you don't get booked for something. He'll learn his lesson. I don't I don't think that's going to work well. But, no. like, coming from an entertainment background, that's not quite what... Yeah. Uh, well, Tipsy Trina says um, that maybe you should address it in certain situations. Like, if it's just the... Uh, him posting all the time that's getting on your nerves that's one thing that's just a difference in personalities and what they're wanting to do now if it gets distracting from his job and you're having to pick up the slack because he's being distracted taking selfies and like posting on social media and not really like helping out everyone else when everyone is supposed to be hands on deck i'd say something because like yeah. there's a t- there's selfie time and then there's work time and that needs to be like uh, there needs to be a difference so you have to think about there? that yeah i mean there's, well, there's a difference here, here's what i feel like i feel like this buddy is probably um maybe he's doing his job and then all of a sudden he just like stops to pause and his finger just goes to the snapchat or the instagram um app on his phone and he just gets caught up scrolling um and then all of a sudden like stuff needs to get done immediately so maybe that's when you just need to be like hey dude can you not do that right now we have to get this done like right now so so can you put your phone away because no i did have a coworker at my last job that constantly was on her phone Mm -mm. and it like in meetings even if it was like a one-on-one meeting it was like she was just constantly scrolling through social media on a one-on-one meeting all the time it was just like she was it was like secondhand nature she just wasn't even paying attention she was just always on it and it did get to a point where i think someone did say something to her at some point in time but in a way where it was just like a warning like like hey just so you know i overheard our manager saying something about how you're always on your phone just be aware of that and so they found a way to kind of like warn without being the person to warn if that makes sense like they they were basically saying hey you need to stop doing this but it wasn't like them saying it it was them kind of warning her that she was going to get in trouble because the managers had caught on to the fact that she's constantly on her phone and they'd made comments about it so that was like one way to kind of work around it i i know after she got warned about that and then actually our bosses did say something to her at some point about it there was still a point where she was like playing on her phone while we were in mid conversation and I just stopped talking very awkwardly in the middle of something and I was like, No, no, I'll wait till you're done. And she did put her phone down after that. I, and I was like, I felt like an a hole for doing that, but no. at the same time I was like, You're just as much of an a hole because we're like having a conversation and like going over very important details for an event and she literally the whole time was and it, scrolling. And her it phone. wasn't like she was using her phone to take notes. She was just scrolling. Just scrolling. It was just a constant it was a habit for her. It was very much she was addicted to like Snapchat and Instagram and like going mm-hmm. like being in the feed. She it's a FOMO. real life addiction, supposedly. Like, there are people with major FOMO. Well, hopefully uh. this person has the power to fire this other person and hire me for whatever job that is and pay me one million dollars an episode. That's that's one solution. Um, yeah, that's that, my advice. That, okay, well, that's, 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 that's <laughs> Tipsy Lindsay's advice. 
Um, yeah, I kind of like Trina's way of maybe trying it out, and if that's possible, where this this bubbly our bubbly writer in her um, can maybe just give a hint that people have caught on to their phone addiction and can just be like, hey, maybe you need to cool it. And because like we're on a time sensitive matter and you, you really need to put that away right now. Um, and if not, then he's just going to have to be a little bit more direct and be like, hey, you like, bud, I need your help. Like you need to put it away because. Ooh, or you steal their phone and hide it somewhere or maybe even like put it under a truck tire and it's gone. That's. A really good idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I mean, that's when you hit I, that level of vengeance. I mean, like, I'm all about. So I'm all about hiding that phone, though. Like turning it off. Can you drain the battery somehow? You. I mean, I feel like then that person into a fountain. I feel like then that person would be just like wandering around, going like, like to find my phone, like with someone else's phone, and just like. <laughs> I feel like that's a therapy of somehow. Yeah, I feel like that's therapy. But although I do like the idea of hiding their phone or maybe making maybe make a rule where like all the people who are supposed to be working like there's no phone time like yeah. until after the show, like all the phones go into one case, one case for the show, yes. the duration of it. And then like afterwards or something, I don't know, or it, whatever the event is like that, like you can't if like, you can do it without your phone, then like put it a, put it in a bowl or something and be like. Nobody can have their phone until we address this and get everything put away or whatever. And then you can have it. Like leave your phones in the office. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a school kind of thing. Like you can't have your phones in the classroom. So like leave them in your car or leave them somewhere else. Like there's actually jobs, some jobs that don't let you bring your phone to your work like to your desk because you're not supposed to be playing on it or there's like sensitive material like maybe I mean, that's a thing i'm not gonna lie definitely get on the book or on instagram sometimes i mean sometimes, what yeah. if you like steal their phone when they're not looking and you cover the phone with some sort of p- poison but not like a toxic poison but just like the more they play the sicker <laughs> they get Oh, oh, it could be like the what is it, the visine or something? It can make people poop. Yeah, yes. it's like when your That's baby wedding crasher sucks their yeah. thumb, and you have to like dip their thumb in like some sort of cayenne pepper concoction, so they what? don't suck their thumb anymore. Ooh. What if you just take like a a, ta- uh, a towel and put vinegar on it, and then just every once in a while, like when you're holding their phone, just like get the vinegar on their phone, so their phone constantly smells like vinegar. Oh, oh, that sounds like a cat thing. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. Oh, Train lots like of a cat. options there, <laughs> sir or ma'am. Whoever wrote this, well, it was oh, a Mr. Mr. Sir, <laughs> and you can take any of those. Treat that person like a cat, like a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Spray bottle. Spray bottle them. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Spray bottle them. That's a, that's. A, yes. Forget all the other advice. Just spray just spray bottle, bottle them. them like cat. They will be trained. Yeah. They'll learn. They'll or that learn. episode in the office where they have to take Dwight to the ER. <laughs> Yes, all over or that. No, he sprays Michael. Anyway, spray yeah, bottle. spray bottle. Spray bottle. That's our advice. Yep, there you go. You're welcome. It's time for Drink About It. Drink About It. Yes, reasons to drink, whether good or bad. What are you drinking about this week? We want to know. You can submit on our social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we don't really do anything else. Or you can go to our website, click the triple lines, and... And comment on drink about it. 
That is correct. Alrighty. So, what drinkabouts have been submitted to us this week? All right. We have one from June Bug Baked, who we love, who made our delicious cookies. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, we need more cookies. Yes, we do. All right. So, June Bug Baked told us kind of why she just drinks in general. And I think we can all relate. And I really love this. Uh, June Bug Baked said, I'm normally a loving drunk with hugs, laughs, and praise. I don't normally get this drunk. My moderate drunkenness is more of a debater. Nowadays, nowadays, I don't like to drink in a public setting. A few regrets I've learned from. Trina may remember one episode of my younger days. Even at house parties. But in smaller intimate gatherings like my monthly bunko group, I usually down a bottle of wine by myself. Yeah, girl. Um, and I felt safe to be cheeky and competitive. Basically a... Um, poop talker <laughs> with no judgment by my peers. Shirt talker. <laughs> I know what I like and don't really feel the need to experiment and or go hard anymore with alcohol. I drink for pleasure when available and reasonable. Yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't like to, you know, drink around their friends and know that they can, uh, they kind of can just like let loose and talk about whatever they want, say whatever they want. Like that's a fun that's a fun drink about it. Yeah. yeah. And who doesn't love Bunko? Yeah, I was going to be like, yeah, you Bunko, down that bottle of wine. I feel that. I miss yep. Bunko. Just Me throwing that too. out there. Yeah. That's going to be a reason that I would wish I could drink. Right yes. Now. Yeah. I love it. That's how you know you're old. Yeah. We love you, Eugene Bug Bakes. Yes. Yes. All right, so I have one from Kelsey, and she is like super pregnant right now. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. And so she's drinking about it. So she's thirty-seven weeks pregnant. Ooh, wow! And she has um, she's dilated quite a bit. Wow! Um, she's dilated two and a half to three centimeters. And she is having contractions every two to six minutes. Sorry. So, so she's ready to pop. Well, so, the, you know, she still has, if she goes to term, you go to, you go to 42. Oh, wow. So, sorry. I thought when you were dilated and contracting, like, you can go really slow. Sorry. I thought you were ready to go to the hospital, like, immediately. No. So she's doing the next four to five weeks. Uh, wow. So she went to the doctor today hoping like the doctor would say, all right, you're ready. Um, but the doctor's like, oh, well, maybe you'll go like two weeks early. What? Which is still another three weeks away. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> so she is, um, yeah, drinking about the stubborn child not wanting to exit her vagina. Oh, well, she's dreaming of drinking about it. <laughs> she's dreaming of drinking. <laughs> she's dreaming of drinking about it. Yep. That's for sure. It's uh, going to be soon. Well, we got another one that is submitted um, from a mama. Um, this is from Miss Gammon. Uh, mm-hmm. I have two kids under three, and I stay home with them all day. Oh, and my seven-month-old won't take a bottle. And my husband, who couldn't possibly be any busier with work, decided last weekend that he wanted to start remodeling our house. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel for you, you know, nothing like being at home yeah. with two kids under three mm-hmm. and having your house being renovated. Girl. I can only imagine that that's just going to add so many chores to your list, like trying to like keep the kids out of like the construction zone and like, uh, I can't yeah. imagine that. That's a lot of like chasing around little ones. You need a nanny. Yeah. Girl. I feel like during that time period where like the, the renovations are going on that there should definitely be an extra hand like there needs to be a one-to-one ratio <laughs> yeah for sure for sure you're outnumbered yeah for sure 
So I have a drink about it. I am drinking about Granny Pat, Patsy Pat, Riley Bear. Yep. That's my grandma. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. taught me and Trina this past weekend to make homemade biscuits and chocolate gravy. Amen. Hallelujah. OMG. It was so wonderful. Yeah. So um, we're going to make, we're going to whip that up for somebody sometime. Somebody sometime. Yeah. That would be just okay. sometime. Her directions were like <laughs> a little bit of that, a little bit of that. It, until it looks right and we're like we don't know how it looks i mean it it definitely didn't seem like it's as hard as you would think it is to make biscuits like homemade biscuits but at the same time like the measurements that she was like no 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 just a little bit more in the bowl like uh, that's probably about a cup or two <laughs> like yeah. it, literally that's what she did so i mean i feel like at this point it's like we throw a bunch of things in a bowl and it magically makes dough and then <laughs> yeah. we cut round things that look like biscuit shapes and we cook them yeah until they're a dark color because <laughs> there's not even a set amount of time to cook yeah. them and i said how long are these in for till they're ready <laughs> that's literally what she said i mean till they're ready <laughs> first of all i i hope y'all took notes no nope. no you didn't take notes we had batter gonna, on our hands yeah and she said she was gonna write it down for it yeah first of all that's a good southern grandma because that's how that's how she, <laughs> southern grandmas bake biscuits and i mean and she also taught us how to make chocolate gravy which i'd never had before well, and it what, was good what okay i've only had that like once or twice in my life what goes into that oh so you get a little bit of coca uh-huh lots of sugar uh-huh you get milk uh-huh and flour uh-huh. And you um, you heat it up and you stir it and you have to constantly stir it or clump. Right. Oh, and sometimes you put a little water in it because you got to put a little water into the cocoa, mm-hmm. warm water, and mix it so it doesn't clump. And then after you're done with that, you pour it over some butter and you... <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, you mix that. And then you can eat it as a soup or you can pour it over biscuits. I didn't... My grandma... All, my grandma's all died before they ever could teach me anything. We got you, girl. We got you. We, get, we can teach you now. Great. Mm-hmm. We're experts. Yep. Just Love saying. it. All right, Jess, what are you drinking about? Well, I feel like we're all in the nostalgia train over here because uh, I cleaned out my parents' attic this weekend mm. because they are moving in yeah. like uh, 10 to 15 days. Yeah. I saw your post. If you want to get rid of your like Oski... Oh my God, right, Oscar. I did keep Oscar. I kept a big bird. So I kept my, all right. So literally, guys, I was up in that attic for like three and a half hours. It was hot as Hades. I was grimy and dusty and just sweat was pouring down my face. Um, There were eight to 10 garbage bags of stuffed animals up in that (laughs) attic. Oh my God. (laughs) You Con Mari that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that is Did what you I say Mari like. Con? No, I said Con Mari that. The, Con this, Mari? The, is the tidying up lady. Yeah. It was Mary Con. Well, the, the Con Mari method, right? Well, this is the tidying up method. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's because my dad got me the Con Mari, Con Mari, whatever. It's the tidying up method because my dad got me a stuffed animal for literally every holiday that ever was from the time I was born until like I don't know. I was 25. Mm. Um, so I went through all those. And those garbage bags, it was so hot up in that attic that they would just disintegrate in my hand. Oh, oh wow. So I was just throwing stuffed animals down. Like, I mean, I was just like, here comes a bear. Here comes a couple of pound puppies. <gasps> pound puppies. Aww. 
like here comes kitty surprise like watch out bombs away type of thing um so i i mean it was it was really kind of fun just like it was like nostalgia like yeah. afternoon um so i found my and these some of these animals were just dirty af but like there was a care bear there was a cabbage patch there was like gruff mcgruff the drug sniffing dog oh my god <laughs> um there were definitely some Sesame Street animals. There was Fievel from Fievel Goes West. Oh, I love, oh, I love Fievel. Yeah. So I definitely kept a couple of my stuffed animals because I have a full on stuffed animal collection of Winnie the Pooh um, that my dad got me from like the Disney store when those still existed. They uh. still do. There's one at Offer Mills. We're, okay. See, right. So when there was one at Cool Springs Mall. Yeah, that was a good one. Right. So like I, so I kept some of those stuffed animals. Yeah. Um, and then all my American, I have two huge totes of American girl stuff that I brought down that I obviously am keeping, Mm -hmm. um, these just like file boxes of like my childhood Caldecott books that I had. I was very sad because apparently I know that my mom gave away my Berenstein Bear book collection, which was very sad. Apparently my little golden books also got given away and apparently... (gasps) I know. I know. Apparently, my dumb forking person got rid of my Babysitter's Club collection. (gasps) I know. That is the best series in the world. Well, I had like 50 of them. And I guess when I was 14 or 15, I was like, I don't need Christy and Claudia and Marianne and Don anymore. Yes, you do. Well, I was a dumb teenager and I gave them away, I guess, to Goodwill or something. I don't know. And I didn't realize it until I went up into the attic and I said, we're in the Hades or my babysitter's club books. Oh, wow. So Mm. I anyway. I got rid of a bunch of stuff and I cleaned out my parents' attic, which was great. I needed to get rid of a bunch of stuff, but I'm real sad because my book collection is uh, a lot less than I thought it was. Oh, that is really sad. I know. But that probably made it a little easier on you as far as like not bringing too much back though. It's it's true. I'm going to have, Will and I are going to have to get a bigger storage unit to put like some of that stuff in, but it's not going to have to be as big as we thought. Yeah. So Hmm. that's what I'm drinking about. Well, I'm drinking to my new haircut. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, my new yeah. haircut and color. So big shout out to Aaron uh, out in Waynesboro who gave me this beautiful haircut. I cut all my hair off, guys. I'm bald now. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> I highlighted my bald head. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I cut my hair like, or she cut my hair all the way up to my shoulders. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's light and airy for the summertime. I can still put it up in ponytail if I need to, but, um, and she did like the bylage, bailage yeah. treatment on it yeah, yeah. and highlighted a little bit and I love it. And then she also dyed Lindsay's hair and it's beautiful it and is. rose gold. Everybody's awesome. hair looks beautiful. So it's yeah. like a pinky, dark pinky. Yes. We yes. Are, we're loving Erin right now because she did amazing. I like walked in and I was like, whoa, what is going on in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm giving her a shout out and I'm drinking to She's that because I feel like I look amazing. You do. The best. The best. All right. So I'm drinking. Y'all, Rory got another brand rep agreement. I saw that, girl. Okay. So she is a brand rep for Allures and Lace, who is like a vinyl clothing company. And now... For Blossom Crowns. They're on Etsy and they do like felt crowns. And they also do little hats. And we're going to get Mommy and Me matching hats. Oh. I'm so excited. 
So, oh my God, she's just getting all this deal. So when she's going to get her first model deal? We're working on it. Okay. We're working on it. Love it. So, and I have one more. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, and I don't know why you guys didn't drink about it. Well, what is it? But I have a guess. What? Is it that your birthday is coming up? It is. Birthday, birthday. Yay, birthday time. So just in case you've been living under a rock for the last 36 years, mm-hmm. my birthday is Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. And everyone's asked me, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And I didn't know. So I have made a top three list of things that I would like to happen. Not all of them. We had to pick one. Okay. And I'm putting you guys in charge of it. Oh, okay. Because you could just have to pick one. Got it. Okay. okay. All right. So number one is a just women day drinking honky tonkin party downtown with a pedal tavern with some cowboy boots with some lassos. Uh, I love all of that, especially uh-huh. the lasso part. Okay. Yeah. So okay. That's, that's number one. Okay. That's your first one to choose. Okay. The second one is we go to the Renaissance Festival, but we have to dress the part. <gasps> yeah. Oh. You could do fairies. You could do winches. I don't care. But we also have to figure out the drinking situation because I think they only have beer there. Boo. Boo. Can we smuggle it in? I don't know. That, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just an option. Okay. So... The third thing is a pool party at my house. We'll have a kiddie pool. We'll have an adult unicorn pool. Is this like a BYOP? Like bring your own pool? Like mini pool? Probably. And then like maybe I can make like some biscuits or something and some gravy. Yeah. And we can have some cocktails. And I'll and make some margarita It'll cookies. be like a white Ooh. trash bash on my front carport. Oh, oh my that God. That would be amazing. That'd be so fun. So those are the three options. And okay. I would like it actually to be Saturday. Okay, great. Okay. May 4th. Because I appreciate that. <gasps> May the 4th be with you. I was about to say oh. that. You beat me to it. Star Wars theme. Oh. Star Wars theme pool party. Star Wars theme pool party. And Star Wars Star white Wars. trash bash. Star Wars white trash bash. Yes. <laughs> this is the plan. That's the plan. So one of those. Okay. All right. It's time for what we may or may not talk about on the next episode of the Champagne Wave. What will end up on our summer bucket list when we finally make our summer bucket list? Will we end up bringing back the Summer Olympics or in this case, actually just planning it? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, And what will we pick for Lindsay's B-Day and will we survive it? Stay tuned to find out all of this information and more on the next episode of the Champagne Way. Do, do, do. Do, do. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Second Sound Productions. And they will make your podcast dreams come true. <laughs> you can follow us on our social medias. That is the Instagram that is the Facebook. We're going to work on Pinterest. That's Jess's job. Jess, that's your job. That's my job. 
Um, and we also have like this little website thing. It's thechampagneway.com and it has lots of fun things. We rewrite blogs and they're Emmy winning. Yep. Yep. We, we write for TV. <laughs> <laughs> we also won an Academy Award for the last blog. Um, uh, in so case you didn't know. There's didn't that. Know. There's that. And, you know, we're real special. You can follow Lindsay on her personal Instagram page at the Prosecco Prosecutor. And you can follow Jess on her personal Instagram at Hockey Tonk Bell. That's B E L L E. And you can follow Trina on Instagram at Tree Tree Trina. That's T R I T R I T R I N A. Oh. Yay. And we would like to uh, send a special thank you to producer Marshall from Second Sound. We are so glad that you're doing one of the members so we get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> members of the show? Host. 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 We're so glad that you're doing one of the hosts. Because that means we get a discount. Yeah. Like, listen, and subscribe to us on all of the podcast following places. Yes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, all of the above. The end. Dun, dun, dun.